In the 60s, continuing through early and midweek next week, no major changes. The Old Farmer's Day, a reenactment of the methods our forefathers used in the old days. There'll be demonstrations of an old-time working kitchen, a working smokehouse, pottery-making seminar, spinning wheel demonstration, blacksmith demonstration, wagon rides, antiques and crafts, October 21st and 22nd. Entertainment by the Fifth Wheel Band and Ferg's Highway. And a horse and mule pulling contest on Sunday. $15 per person for non-campers. Campers are allowed to get in free at Brunette Farms, two and a half miles north of LaRanger on LaRanger Road. The views and opinions expressed during this show are those of the hosts and guests only. In no way do they represent the views, positions, or opinions expressed or implied of WGSO 990 AM or North Shore Radio, LLC. afternoon in the great state of Louisiana. We're glad to be here. Herds Louisiana Live is going to come in hot again for the next hour. We're glad to have you. Let your friends know. Tell them to come check WGSO.com. If they're around a computer but not around a radio, we'd love to have them. We uh, obviously would love to have your comments at our Louisiana Excellence Hotline. We've got it wide open. It's Louis. It's uh, 504-556-9696. If you listen to other programs on this great station, uh, you hear that often. We'll be glad to have you. Look, it's going to be an interesting day. We've got a lot of old business just percolating. Just you know, you, you it's like whack a mole. You think you've killed the topic. You think you've killed an issue, and darn if his mole don't pop his head up somewhere else. We've got uh, clemency issues again. We've got redistricting issues again. We've got budgetary issues again. And uh, the, uh, we've got Louisiana is, get, is dealing itself back into the great debate in Washington on who might be uh, our next speaker of the House Lord knows we need one. We've gone through uh, three. We've gone through uh, Mr. McCarthy, uh, and we've gone through the attempt for Steve Scalise. We've gone uh, through an attempt to by Jim Jordan, whose attempt just uh, concluded this uh, this morning, this afternoon, and he's withdrawn, and so. We'll get to uh, where we are on that right after we do our financial report. We've got a full day. We've got a lot of Louisiana uh, politics and Louisiana news that we want to discuss and try to sort out a little bit of the media myth versus the on-the-ground facts and figures. So uh, we'll get on with that. We're glad to be here. Glad to have you. Uh, our uh, Let's see what happened in the business world today. It was not necessarily a great day. It was a step down. S&P went down 38 points, which is almost one-tenth of one. No, yeah, almost 1%, pardon me. The NASDAQ went down 150 points, and it is 1%, 1 1.14%, matter of fact. Lastly, Dow Jones went down 191 but that was only about a 0.6%, six-tenths of 1%. The, uh, the market's worrying about the war. The market's worrying about the oil and gas. Also, rates are, the back end of rates are going up. The Fed is sort of holding the front end down. Our two-year Treasury bill closed at 586 the 30-year closed at 5. Point, uh, wait, 5.086 is the two-year. 5.081 is the 30-year. In other words, at least as we judge it from the two-year Treasury bill out to the 30-year Treasury bill, we're flat. The inversion is gone. I don't count. Uh, I don't count 
four, no, five one thousandths of one percent as anything. Uh, it, it's uh, immaterial. Uh, it is flat. Now, you go out to the one year or six month, you'll have a bump up. But what I'm saying right now, in the base of the, the yield curve, we've, the Fed is sort of holding the, the, the uh, water back and trying not to have to raise again, even though they can't get to their inflation number that they want. Uh, we're going to, uh, Powell has said that he does not believe that he's going to be able to uh, let the rates down, uh, and he's afraid there may be one more uptick before they can squeeze inflation out. And, and look, this has been going on for 18 months w since they first started. And the theory is that when you start trying to quash inflation through the uh, raising of the interest rate, what you end up with is it takes a year from a Fed fund change for that Fed fund change to yield the negative effect that they're looking for. So we're just getting into the squeeze that is created by 18 months worth of raised interest rates. So it's not it's not inappropriate to hold and see if the if the that distasteful medicine we've already taken whether or not that's going to be enough to break the fever. Uh, we'll see. Bitcoin now when I left home Bitcoin was up over a thousand points this morning. Uh, it ended the day up. I'm gonna tell you, they've, they've hit this number twice. Because I said it last time. I said the bit, Mr. Bitcoin needs to go down and play the uh, slot machines because Bitcoin went up seven hundred and seventy-seven point three seven. That's almost five sevens in a row. Uh, but it's three. And anyway, it went up 777 points. It's up to 29,516. The point is it was up almost 500 more than that when I left home at 8 o'clock this morning. And at that point, Bitcoin made 30,000 the first time I've seen it. Not the first time it's existed, but the first time it's existed in the last year or so. But it's present. It closed today, twenty nine five sixteen. The uh, that leaves us with the oil and gas. Natural gas is still stepping down, close at two point nine two, down another percent and a quarter. Uh, while crude oil closed above uh, eighty five, but it did not change from yesterday. That's the only good news. Uh, it's uh, it didn't push above ninety though. The predictions this morning on the news report was that it would. Uh, let's get on. That's the business report. I really, I think that's all we need to do. It's a, if you want to know what the business is doing, watch what Hamas, the response to the Hamas slaughter uh, massacre is uh, over the weekend. Look, here's what I wanted to mention. I thought when Mr. Scalise was unable to become speaker that we wouldn't really be talking about the speaker fight the election of a new speaker on this show, because I try not to do, I don't need to do national program if it's not Louisiana. Well, it's Louisiana again, guys. We may have, we have another contender. And uh, let me bring you up to date to what's happened today while most of us were at work trying to make a living, trying to take care of our families, take care of our children. Um, Jim Jordan, when you got up this morning, was the candidate, uh, the majority supported candidate from the Republican caucus as they voted behind closed doors three or four days ago. He was the nominee. He was the one that won their vote internally uh, as a majority. Not enough. Problem is a majority is about... 110, they need everybody, they need 95% on the floor. Well, he lost on the floor, could not get those votes. And uh, when we get back, we're going to, I've been talking since this started about the herd solution 
and the and the herd solution is absolutely still in play. Um, it's an interesting fight, and this relates even to why the Democrats lost so bad here in the state elections. So, look, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about this. Louisiana politics in Washington. Heard Louisiana Live. We'll be right back after a couple of messages. Goodbye. Hey folks, this is Jeff Cruer. Join me at 7 a.m. till 11 right here on WGSO 990 a.m. for Ringside Politics with a Punch. We're going to be bringing you great guests. We'll discuss the latest hot topics and, of course, taking your phone calls. On Monday, candidate for state treasurer John Fleming joins us. We'll visit with candidate for secretary of state Gwen Collins-Greenup. And we'll discuss the hot topics of the day with Ringside All-Star publisher of TheDidPelican.com, Chad Rogers. All of that and more right here on Ringside from 7 to 11 on WGSO. Hi, this is Kevin Carr, host of Fat Guys at the Movies. Listen every Sunday at 8 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM, the community voice of the Crescent City. Ralph's Market cordially invites you to its Fall Wine Gala, Friday, November 3rd at La Berge Baton Rouge. Dress in your great Gatsby best and sample over 80 wines and hors d'oeuvres. It's the Ralph's Market Fall Wine Gala, November 3rd. Get tickets now at ralphsag.com. It's the Flaming Conservative. Join me now on Friday nights at 7 p.m. for Holy and Patriotic Jambalaya on WGSO. Hello, this is Jack Clegg. Thank you for listening and participating in the Jack Clegg Show Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Our audience and management have asked us to extend the show to Thursday nights at 7 p.m., and we will do that, at least until the 2024 election is over. We will continue to oppose the rich men north of Richmond who want to control what we think and control what we do. More and more Americans are listening on American Ground. Listen each Saturday from noon to 1 p.m. with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. Get ready, Raider New Orleans. The Great Southern Gun and Knife Show is coming for two days only. October 21st and 22nd at the Punch Train Center on Williams Boulevard. Show hours Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 10 to 5. Hundreds of dealer tables available full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun books, camouflage, jewelry, and more. That's the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show. October 21st and 22nd at the Punch Train Center. Show hours 9 to 5 on Saturday, 10 to 5 on Sunday. Don't miss it. Greetings, my fellow deplorable drags of society, a.k.a. God-loving patriots. It's the Flaming Conservative. Join me now on Friday nights at 7 for Holy and Patriotic Jambalaya on 990 AM WGSO, WGSO.com, and the TuneIn app. Jesus in America rocks. Join me, Mitch Gibbs, every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 a.m. for an eighth season of Breakfast with the Bayou Bengals, live from the Silver Slipper Casino in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. Check out the program, WGSO.com. Jump on. Glad to have you. Let's figure out why this has to do with Louisiana, and the reason is our Congressman Mike Johnson. He's the next one up that, that will be a candidate to be considered by the National Republican Congressional Conference. That's all the Republican representatives in Congress. Behind closed doors, uh, the conclusion of Jim Jordan's attempt to be uh, the speaker ended today. Let me tell you what's going on. Uh, This is what I've said from the beginning. The conservative wing, the Trump wing of you're not going to lie to us. We want tax cut. We want smaller government. We want people who can work 
to have to work, not be subsidized by a federal government that would rather pay you for a vote than to help build a prosperous economy. And that, that populist vote has grown and grown and grown since President Trump was elected 2016. Well, it's finally cumulatively bigger than the squishy uniparty Republicans, the, the no backbone, spend it all, talk a good game, and go up in Washington and eat caviar. The, um, and what's happening is that's why this fight between the Republicans is so uh, important, and that is up to this point, the Carl Rose, the, the George Bushes of the world would say, oh, no, we need to be moderate. We need to be Democrat light. We need to be a little better than Democrat gone crazy. And what's because the votes that we have to get to get a, a win are in the middle. And that's not true anymore. The votes you need to get in, aren't in the middle in the traditional sense. It's turnout turnout, turnout along the spectrum. And quite frankly, the more conservative voters whose families are threatened, morality is threatened, they're a better, reliable, chronic voter than the squish-squash, middle-of-the-road guy that you're desperately trying to draw to the voting booth. Here's what's happening. Kevin McCarthy was a liberal Republican speaker for reasons, quite frankly, unrelated, but maybe slightly related, some were personal, he gets voted out. It was, it, 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 this fight had to occur one day. It happened to occur this year. All right, so here we are. What's happening now is the, there's only one reason that Jim Jordan is not Speaker of the House. It's because the squishy Republicans won't Vote for him. The Democrat light. And this has to do with how the Democratic Party is going to fix itself. Because the squishy Republicans are dinosaurs. They are, an, they are the dodo bird. They are an endangered species. Because they, the guys that stand in the middle, all that happens is yeah, you get run over. You're roadkill. But here's what's happening right now. You've got the middle-of-the-road people have always said, come on, conservatives, you got to vote for us. you got to vote for our, our leadership. We'll drag you along and throw you a breadcrumb or two, but we're going to do what we want in the middle, and we're going to be a uniparty. We're going to work with the Democrats. We're going to be bipartisan. That's like having syphilis. Uh, you know what you've been doing, and you know it's dirty, and you know you shouldn't be doing it. Well... We're getting a, what's happening now is the critical mass of the conservative wing of the Congressional Republican Party said, okay, you've been telling us we got to put up with you. How about we elect a speaker that's conservative and you tell us to come along and, and join the party and be unified? That's what you've been feeding the conservative wing for 20 years. Since George Bush, you got to elect a, he was as conservative on social issues and as moderate liberal on spending and social issues, um, uh, fiscal issues. And the military industrial complex had lots of money to buy weapons to let our children go places to die. That conservative wing is rising up. And what they said was, we want our speaker. You moderates come along. That's Jim Jordan. And it didn't work. They refused. They would rather join with the Democrats. Is this a familiar story? We had this in the legislature a year ago. So what we've got now is the, the moderates and the liberal Republicans would not vote for Jim Jordan. He tried to get to the number 217, 218 sometimes, but with people that are sick and dropped out. The vote's 217. 
to be the nominee of the, convi- uh, of the Republican caucus, you only need half of 217. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, half of 220, because that's how many Republicans we have. But we need all of them to elect him as speaker. We need unified Republicans. The squishy uniparty quasi-Democrats, rhinos, whatever you want to call them, would not allow a speaker that was conservative to be elected. What you've got to realize is never in the history, since 1900, have we had a speaker that was ever elected that was not part of the inside establishment in Washington. Everybody, Republican, Democrat, the speaker has so much structural power, the system, the uniparty in Washington that is crushing the small man would has never been threatened with an outsider to be a speaker. Well, Jim Jordan couldn't get there. Now what we've got is they've called again. They've said anybody that wants to be speaker, you have to declare you're a candidate for speaker by Sunday night. On Monday, they uh, on Sunday night. On Monday, they will go into private meetings with a conference a, uh, of all the Republican Congress people, and any of the nomin- any of the people who wish to be nominated will give their speech on why they should be the speaker. Then on Tuesday, we'll have another vote on who might be the speaker. The vote is supposed to be unified by the Republicans. It was supposed to be the same for Jim. It was supposed to be the same for Steve Scalise. It was supposed to be the same even for Kevin McCarthy before he was thrown, uh, even after he was thrown out. So here's what we have. We have five people that we know of now that are prospective nominees to be a nominee for Speaker of the House. One of them is Mike Johnson out of Louisiana. He's a far more uh, moderate in oratory, moderate in presentation than Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan is very articulate, but he's emotional. He's excited uh, Mike Johnson is far more academic. He's our, he looks to be the best conservative candidate. We've got uh, four others. I've got to take this break. I apologize. I thought I could get this done. When we come back, we'll finish up who's there, and then we're going to go on with the clemency issue is back, and, and Quack Quack is, is working the judiciary. We'll be right back after this short break. I'm trying everything I can. My love is running deeper than the night. Stronger than the north wind blowing. It's fire burning bright. And it's always been this way. You might be afraid to speak out for fear of cancel culture or losing your job. Christian Garrick Show on WGSO is your platform. Noon to 2, weekdays, right here on 990 AM WGSO. Ryan Richardson here. Tune in every Saturday from 11 AM until 12 noon on WGSO 990 AM for conversations with Ryan Richardson. Hi, I'm William Wallace. You can hear me live on Tuesday nights at 5 o'clock here on WGSO or see what I have to say on Facebook at William Wallace Forum. Tune in to Chew on This, Saturdays at noon on WGSO. Tell us what you're cooking or ask us how to cook it with Don Clement and Patty B. We'll share recipes, cooking techniques, everything from sous vide to grilling. Got a favorite kitchen gadget? Let us know about it. Your grandma's secret sauce? Now we're talking. Tips from home cooks for gourmet cooking at your home. Join Don Clement and Patty B for Chew on This, Saturdays at noon on WGSO. Come on to my house. 
WGSO 990 AM is the only locally owned and operated talk station in New Orleans. We feature 20 local hosts discussing a variety of topics in an era when the daily newspaper is being discontinued and our competitors are out-of-state media conglomerates. We ask you, our listeners, to support local programming on a local station. To advertise or sponsor one of our great shows, contact me at Jeff at WGSO.com or call 504-669-6076. Big Easy Pet Shop and Rescue is a nonprofit volunteer-run rescue. We provide adoption services and care for homeless animals across the New Orleans metro area. We also offer pet supplies and grooming services at our downtown and Marigny locations. The shops are located at 839 Spain Street and 513 Dumain Street and are open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays and noon to 6 on Saturdays, noon to 5 on Sundays. We can be found on the web at Big Easy Pet Shop. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Colleen Crane. Walker police have arrested two people involved in the murder of 60-year-old Sarah Santini, who was reported missing on October 7th. Santini's vehicle was found abandoned in Laplace on October 12th. Her body was found Thursday by a Livingston Parish Sheriff's deputy off Louisiana Highway 63. Captain John Sharp says about 24 hours later, they arrested Bobby Schneider of Gonzales and Gregory Baker of Ascension Parish. We are very proud of the work our detectives did on this case and also appreciative of the help that we received from uh, not only Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office, who helps us quite a bit, but also the state police. After he was carjacked Monday, Orleans Parish DA Jason Williams says carjackings are actually down by 44% since the end of August compared to the same time last year, according to a report by the Metropolitan Crime Commission. Williams says progress has been made, but everyone must continue to take precautions. Rome is burning. We're getting better. Our our numbers are going down, but that is not a reason to take our foot off the gas in terms of the strategies that uh, Michelle Woodfork and I were able to put in place in terms of being vigilant. LRN. It's everyone's favorite word game. Change your luck and play Lucky 7 Crossword from the lottery. Top prize is $77,777. Stop at your favorite lottery retailer and ask for Lucky 7 Crossword today for your chance to win up to $77,777. Power up and play Power 50X from the lottery. Win up to $200,000. Stop at any lottery retailer and ask for Power 50X today for your chance to win up to $200,000. Feel the power. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Hey, Louisiana, how are you stopping litter? In Terrebonne Parish, we put our trash in a bag and never out the car window. In Bienville, we bag it, tie it, and put a lid on it. We keep litter out of our lakes in Lafayette. And in Calcasieu Parish, we keep our roads clean by clearing out our truck beds and securing our loads. We need every person in every parish to stop littering and keep Louisiana beautiful. For more litter prevention tips, visit LetLouisianaShine.org. Sponsored by Louisiana Lieutenant Governor's Office and Keep Louisiana Beautiful. When the time came, I knew I had to find a place where Mom would be safe and active while still feeling independent. A place that was close to all of us and everything she needed. Locally owned and operated in the heart of Gonzales, I found Francois Ben's Senior Living. They specialize in independent and assisted living and memory care. Call 225-647-BEND for more information on our special pre-leasing offers. Francois Ben Senior Living. Experience life as it should be. Does your business need to boost sales or drive customer loyalty? Talk to Sir Speedy. Our direct mail pros can get your company in front of the right people with our comprehensive direct mail and mailing services. All you have to do is share your goals with us and we can do the rest. Get the ball rolling and send your next direct mail project to us. Call Sir Speedy at 504 504- 586-9812 or visit us online at sirspeedyneworleans.com that's 504-586-9812 we do it join me mitch gibbs every monday and friday at 5 p.m live at premier nissan at 6636 veterans boulevard where metairie meets kenner for our 12th season of in the red zone Everything old is new again. America's entertainment pop culture talk show. If you relate to these clips playing in the background, you will relate to Everything Old is New Again right here on WGSO. Hi, this is Douglas Viviani of Everything Old is New Again. Join us for the fun on Saturday mornings at 8 right here on the community voice of the Crescent City, WGSO. Join me, Mitch Gibbs, every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 a.m. for our eighth season of Breakfast with the Bayou Bengals, live from the Silver Slipper Casino in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. Hey, y'all, the Beat Exchange has a new time slot, Mondays at 7 p.m. on WGSO. 
We're halfway through a great Friday afternoon. Paul Hurd, your host. Louisiana Live is coming in to you today with the news about our congressman in Washington. Here's where the story ends today. We'll have a whole new story Monday and Tuesday next week. We'll see what they do on Sunday, who announces. We've got five candidates so far uh, in the U.S. Republican caucus for uh, for speaker. What we have is we've got a gentleman named Kevin Hearn from Oklahoma. Now, this is a battle between about 60% now, or 60, 65% of the Republican caucus is Trump or Trumpish populist little man against the government attitude, family tradition. About a third of it is the uniparty, the Washington appropriators, spenders, and power uh, uh, addicts. I am told, I'm, I'm told Kevin Hearn, Oklahoma, which is usually a pretty conservative place, is another one of the uni, uniparty candidates that he's, he's a, a, a Kevin McCarthy light. Same thing for Jody Arrington from Texas. I don't know anything about them, but notice these, these states. Kevin Hearn from Oklahoma, Jody Arrington from Texas, Byron Donald from Florida, Mike Johnson from Louisiana. We know he's conservative. We know we can trust him with our family, with the budget, we, and he is a gentleman. He's not, he's not a name caller. He's not a flamethrower. He, he, he is intellectual with his conservatism. And then we have Byron Donald again from Florida. He's a relatively new representative from Florida. He has been uh, supported by Trump. He has been a Trump supporters, uh, supporter. I think he's too new but we'll see. I, I, Tom Emmerts is, from what I know right now, he's our loser. We lose this battle, and we end up with another squishy Republican uniparty leader if we end up with Mr. Emmerts. Let's see what we get. Mike, give him heck. I hope you can get, gather it up and, and give us an intellectual, academic, leader as a Speaker of the House. That's where we are. Uh, that story is going to be a Louisiana story for the next uh, three or four days. If he stays in there, we'll know Monday. We'll be back Monday to talk about uh, whether or not we're going to get a Speaker. Look, let's go on to politics, elections here in the state. Um, but first, we've got to do clemency. I told you, Quack Quack Edwards, our Lame duck governor will not go away on this clemency issue uh, right now. And, I, and, and we've kept you informed. We've got three different lawsuits going on by different groups of the applicants for the clemency for your favorite murderers. Your worst of the worst, multiple murderers, many of them. Uh, that are seeking desperately to be able to get something in front of Governor Edwards so he can grant these evil, unexplainable murderers an opportunity to get out of jail. And don't believe it's anything less than that. This is a two-step process. They cannot get out until he commutes their sentence to down to life with or without parole. He can be commuted down then the, the, in five years. The parole board can recommend that uh, a parole be granted with parole or that, it, that there be clemency to the governor and they can step it down again and, and, and it gives a way to walk the murderers off death row. They admit it now in the pleadings that are being filed, they're saying don't... They're saying to the judges, don't deny us the right to put this in front of our, our governor 
before he gets out of here. This is purely an attempt by by judicial fiat and then gubernatorial fiat to repeal the death penalty in Louisiana. Nothing less. Forget victims. Forget if you did the crime, you're going to do the time, you're going to pay the price. Uh, The the 19th JDC judge, uh, District Judge Richard Chip Moore, held on a procedural matter that, remember this, the parole board is a state agency. The attorney general represents all state agencies, but the suit that was filed to stop the parole board, one of the plaintiffs was the attorney general on behalf of the corporate state of Louisiana. So he was a plaintiff, but he controlled the appointment of who the lawyer would be for the parole board. He made a decision and assigned a lawyer to them in the process. Now the district judge has decided that it was improper for the attorney general to exercise his constitutional power to designate representatives for the state and has held that the appointment of the lawyer for the parole board that was done before there was a settlement as a precursor to the settlement was improper. Therefore, the next step is whether or not that will allow them to set aside the settlement, and that's what they need, because of some procedural dispute about which lawyer represented them. We'll see. We'll, uh, they, the judge has held that. The judge has a different case in front of him in state court, and there's still a federal case going on. But this is a, this is a crack in the, in the levee, and there's water bubbling up. We don't know whether or not injustice is going to roll out of this and give some way a, an opportunity to grant clemency to all 55 because the only reason there was only five and not 55 was that was the settlement. So I told you it wouldn't go away. The judge, in, let me tell you how this is going to end. The Louisiana Supreme Court, now this may be a good, this may be the good moment for the appeal to go up because the What's going to decide this case and whether or not there's going to be clemency for all 55 people on the death row in Louisiana is going to be the Louisiana Supreme Court. I don't think that court is prepared to participate in the great escape from the death house in the state of Louisiana. It'll get a couple of votes. I don't think there's a majority on the Louisiana Supreme Court that will allow this this injustice to occur. And the injustice is the rule is it would be not to protect the rule of law. The rule of law says these applications had to be made a certain way. They were not. They have to be justified. They got to reach a level of justification in their application, and then there has to be a public hearing. None of those procedural steps have been followed. They're all in the law. And the question is, will the rule of law that if you murder and you're given a death sentence, will that rule of law, will our victims and our criminal justice system and our public and its public safety, will that rule of law be honored? Will the procedural rule of honor Uh, rule of law be honored as it relates to the hearings that must occur, the information that must occur, the victims and the correctional facilities, all of which have to be informed about the application and have an opportunity to present to the parole board. All that takes time. We're going to see. I think think this is... uh, this, this is a um, attempt. This is the same judge who lost the case because of the settlement. 
uh, had, had this settlement not occurred, he would have been the king for the day. He would have been able to make the decision on whether to go forward. Uh, instead, the settlement ended it. This motion gave him a chance to deal himself and the murderers back in. We'll see how it goes. Look, it's a uh, we're going to take our last break. That's where we are with clemency. We'll probably know more Monday and Tuesday uh, when we uh, come back next week. We're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to talk about the Democratic Party and what the heck happened to the Democratic Party in Louisiana. Take a break. We'll be right back. Delaney from America tonight. The show kicks on at midnight, and I'm loving the overwhelming support in New Orleans. What a group of fantastic listeners here on WGSO 990 AM. Join me every morning to catch up on what I call the buzz in your backyard and mine. You'll hear some of the most interesting people on the planet from the world of business, politics, sports, and, well, just intriguing people with a story to tell. If you're around, give us a call. Don't worry, I'll spit out the number plenty of times on the air. Let's agree to meet at midnight right here on WGSO 990 AM in New Orleans. It's Jeff Cruer, host of Ringside Politics. I'd like to introduce WGSO General Manager Marianne Guzman. WGSO is locally owned and operated right here in New Orleans. We believe in cultivating local talent and emphasize local programs. If you have have an interest in hosting your own program, then we have some prime spots available. Thanks, Marianne. Folks, take advantage of this great offer. Email me at jeff at wgso.com or call me at 504-669-6076. Come fulfill your radio dreams at WGSO. Hey, it's Kevin Carr with your personal sneak preview invitation to join me on Sunday evening from 8 to 9 for Fat Guys at the Movies. Each week, I give you my take on the newest movies and movie news, but in a fun way. Not like those stuffy movie review snobs who take themselves way too seriously. I tell you if the new movies rock or not. Yes, it's fun for all ages with Fat Guys at the Movies. I'll see you Sunday evening at 8 on WGSO 990 AM. Donate your vehicle and make a difference. WGSO 990 AM has partnered with Charitable Adult Rides and Services, also known as CARS, to allow you the opportunity to donate your car, truck, motorcycle, RV, or boat to our nonprofit organization. You may qualify for a tax deduction while supporting a cause that is near and dear to your heart. Simply go to WGSO.com and follow the link on our homepage. Vehicle donation pickup is always free to you, and most vehicles can be picked up within 24 to 72 hours. You'll receive an initial car donation receipt upon pickup, and then the CARS team will work to turn your car into cash to support our cause. Once your vehicle is sold, the CARS team will provide you proper tax forms in time to file. Their friendly donor support representatives are available seven days a week to assist throughout the process. Again, for more information, go to WGSO.com. Hey, Mimi, we're moving. Moving to Wednesdays at 5. You can check out He Said, She Said on a new day. Hump day. A new day, but we'll still be discussing and debating the hot topics. And take your phone call. You can listen to us on 990 AM, WGSO, WGSO.com. And find out who's right. Of course, that's me. No, of course, that's me. I've been doing this 23 years, Mimi. Practice makes perfect. So you see, we'll have plenty to talk about on He Said, She Said. Wednesdays at 5. Right here on WGSO. We're back, we're back. This is the uh, gun lap for the day, gun lap for the week. Uh, it's Friday. I'm ready for that vodka tonic and a twist of lime. That's my choice of the day. Uh, that's what it's going to have to be at about 530 and uh, But let's talk about, look, I think this is a good way to end the week, and that is there's been a couple of articles written about, uh, first the articles are written about how well Jeff Landry did, how well the Republicans did, how well the, the conservative wing of the Republican Party did against two groups, the Democrats, who they swamped, and the squish Republicans. 
There is, uh, and this has to do with what's wrong and what can you do to fix, make it a Democratic Party competitive. And I, the first thing that, that I want to talk about, there's an article by Sam Carlin and James Finn that takes an inventory, um, today's uh, NOLA, about inside the collapse of the Louisiana Democratic Party, um, this just inventories various Democratic players on what was wrong, uh, what happened, uh, why did it happen. And I think what you're going to find is that it really, it describes the, the, the Democratic tragedy from their point of view. It doesn't offer any solutions. You know, Eisenhower, uh, Eisenhower Einstein said, if you keep doing the same thing and you expect a different result, you're insane. Well, the Democrats have learned what other Democratic parties have learned in other states and in Washington, that where the Democratic Party has gone to, particularly nationally, is not where a majority of the voter people, middle class, working class people with families and morals. They understand that you, thou shalt not kill. They understand that a, that a man's a man and a woman is a woman. It's not hard to figure out. We don't care what you do on the, on the side if you're an adult. Leave the children alone. Let them grow up the way God made them. Those are the issues that have driven the Democrats off the political cliff. Uh, I noticed in the articles they talk about that the old uh, formula for Democrats to win in this state was get 90% of the black, get 30% of the white vote, and make sure that you got a decent turnout of the black vote. 30% is what they look for. But it was really two-thirds of the black vote, one-third of the white vote, and you're there. Uh, but those, then, this article, they argue about the mechanics. Should we be busing more people? Should Because should, it used to be you got a lot of volunteers, you got vans. On election day, you went and you had already identified who was there, who could vote. You'd be arranged to go get them picked up. Uh, you knew who had pre early voted, and this stuff went on with early voting early. The mechanics of elections. That's how you handle turnout. What this article by Carlin and Finn, and I think it says uh, at the very end, Tyler Bridges contributed to the article. Staff writer Tyler Bridges contributed. All right. You know, this is like talking about leprosy and talking about when someone's ear fell off. All right, yeah, they lost an ear. You, you're not talking about the problem. The problem is leprosy. What made the Democratic voters' ear fall off? And I think what you need to realize is the mechanics don't matter if you don't have a vision for your voter to support, to come out and vote. That's what the Democratic Party is, is, is caught between, and that is they've given up on the working middle class people of this nation, and they've gone straight, ultra-liberal, ultra, uh, actually high-income uh, voters that, that worry about letting anyone decide how many genders there are, how many, who's going to teach our children whether parent, parents have the right to instruct their children or whether the school does, that, the, that you're obligated to send your child to public education and public education, not private education, no school choice. You don't get a choice. You send them to us. We're going to teach them what we darn well please, and it won't be reading, writing, and arithmetic. The problem with the Democratic Party right now is it's caught up in these 
I'm also, I'll add to the pile of the myths that they're promoting, and that is the green energy deal. The green energy will turn out to have been the biggest self-promoted bungling of and wasting of government money because it sounded good uh, when we did it. The answer is nobody would be in the green, the, the electric vehicle, be in the uh, windmill business, be in uh, the electric panel business if the government wasn't saying, we'll pay for it. Well, heck, I can, I can sell hot dogs at a steakhouse if I pay the, the, the proprietor enough to sell hot dogs and steak. They're selling us hot dogs and we want steak, and that's why the voters didn't come out and vote. Uh, as to the, the other thing that a political party has to do, it has to attract and offer the possibility of winning. Nobody wants to say, look, that team is not going to win. Uh, there's a few of us that might bet on the Saints whether they're going to win or not. I'm not saying they're bad. What I'm trying to say is I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to say some of us are loyal, all right? And that's all the Democrats have left now. They don't have a vision. The next thing you're going to see is two things, and that is you're going to see middle-class, 30-year-old, 40-year-old, highly educated black and Hispanic candidates that are going to run as a Democrat, and they're going to run to say, no, we're going to get educated. We're going to put people in jail that break the law. We're going to protect our community, and we're going to learn how to be entrepreneurs. You're going to get that educated class back if you'll leave their family and children alone. The other group you're going to get back, and that is, let's go to Washington, D.C. We've got about 60%, maybe 70% of the National Republican Party is far more populist, less inclined to fight wars, a lot less interested in spending money by the government. And what you're going to do is run out of the Republican Party the Kevin McCarthy's. So when that's occurring, you're going to get two groups. And it does mean the Democratic Party has to moderate and figure out how to help its people prosper. The other group you're just going to have to take because they're money hungry. They'll come and support you if they can win. Look, we're going to take a break. It's that time I hear the music. I'm getting thirsty. This is Paul Hurd coming in loud and long. We've got Louisiana hot. We'll see you Monday. Let's see if we can elect the Speaker of the House from the great state of Louisiana. Now you can look as much, but if you much as touch, you're going to have yourself a case. I'm going to break your face. Now don't mess with my toot toot. Don't mess with my the Louisiana Music and Heritage Experience presents NOLA Funk Fest, October 20th through the 